So yeah, the sea's been calling. Well, not exactly calling because I pretty much can't swim. But you get the idea. I'm setting out to follow my dream. To find the One Piece. And become King of the Pirates! All I need is a loyal crew. Nothing about ten men should do. Look, ten men and a bird. Not gonna be easy. The ocean is, is pretty big and kind of dangerous. So what do you say? Are you with me? Mutiny. We interrupt this program to bring you... Everybody, my name is Kevin. My name is Adam. And I'm Julie. And we are the Real Movie Guys, and welcome back to another episode of The Real Review, the series where we review and discuss all your favorite movies and TV shows. On today's episode, we're going to be taking a look at One Piece, Season 1. A seafaring world, a young pirate sets out on his crew to attain the title of Pirate King and to discover the mythical treasure known as One Piece. Well, I hate to tell you, you know, anime has had such a cursed relationship with live action um everything from dragon ball evolution uh some of the death note live action things i've seen uh, even just from netflix themselves they did a terrible job with that uh th there's a lot okay i mean let's cowboy be honest bebop. cowboy bebop i try not to think about ever because it just you know melts my brain uh there, there's a lot of terrible anime and live action have a terrible relationship and i'll be honest with you for a while there i thought it could never be done right Anime comic books have a better relationship with live action than I think anime does. Anime always has such an exaggeration about it, a sense of style that that aren't the same as like American Western comics have been able to adapt into live action. And, you know, again, I think for a while there I thought it was impossible. And then I watched One Piece and I got to tell you guys, this is probably one of my favorite shows of the year. And not just because of an anime. I think it's a really well done show that knows exactly what it is and doesn't shy away from it. And gave me something, again, I never thought possible. An engaging One Piece show. Uh, I had a phenomenal time. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally a One Piece addict now after watching this. I get it. I finally get it. And as uh, for me, someone who has read some of the series, um, up until for those familiar with the Water 7 arc is kind of where I kind of drifted off. I stopped reading for whatever reason. Uh, I, I'm back in it now. I'm, I'm full-fledged back in it. I'm having a great time. I can't wait to talk about this. Adam, talk to me. Did this, did this do it for you? Was this the one? Was this the one piece? Yeah, this, this I guess it is the one piece. It, <laughs> no, it really did. Uh, it's great. It's very, it's very well done. Uh, quite surprising. Maybe that is the reason why it did so well is because of how surprising it is. Uh, but I think it's phenomenal. I think it was great. Yeah, and for a series where I've seen, everyone's seen art of One Piece and the character designs right. and everything. It has no business being as good as it is. It really doesn't. And, and I think if anything, out of all the anime I've ever seen adapted, this would be one of the hardest ones to adapt. I Absolutely think. agreed. And it's not. 
and it worked. And I, I, I'm still blown away by the decisions that were made, which uh, I think we'll talk about a lot about that. I think a lot of the decision making is really what did excellent for this show. Uh, Julie, how about you? I've been trying to get you to watch One Piece with me for years, and uh, we've never gotten there. And then you decided to watch this with me. What'd you think? Well, here's the thing. We did start to watch One Piece years ago, and I did not really enjoy it. I, um, I just yeah, remember the one character... I'm totally blanking on his name. The one who becomes a Marine. Kobe, yeah. Kobe. I just remember his character in the anime being so irritating. So I think maybe I only watched like two or three episodes and we never went back. Um, and you keep saying like, oh, One Piece this and One Piece that. I'm like, whatever, whatever. And even with the live action coming out, you're showing me the trailers. I'm like, it's fine. I'll watch it. I'll give it a try. But I had so much fun with this show. I really, really enjoyed it. I'm excited for season two. I have my favorite characters. Um, so I was really impressed with what they were able to do. Because again, I had zero expectations for this. Um, so I'm very, very happy with the finished product that we got. And you could tell the love and care that was put into creating it. Right. And I think if you are a One Piece fan, you're going to eat this up. You're going to devour this. You're going to have a great time. There are some changes from the manga and the anime, and, and it is what it is. And the changes that I feel like that they made did make sense from what I remember reading and you know seeing myself personally. Uh, but the bigger question I'll ask is, if you're not an anime fan, are you going to enjoy One Piece? I think so. I think there is something there for you. I, I truly do. And I think this is maybe one of the better, like, uh, I would say, um, like introductions to anime, if you really wanted to look at it that way, because it is zany. It is crazy. It doesn't take itself so, so, so seriously. And I think that's maybe what its charm is, because it really does draw you in. Adam, what do you think of that as far as being if someone doesn't like anime, do you think they're going to have a good time with this? I, I mean, like, talk about being able to reach a wider audience because this just like, I feel like this hits all of those beats where it's such an enjoyable show when it, it's not anime. It really isn't because it's not animated at all. So no, it's like, it's this is great. Right. And it's funny because I think as people, we always have an interest with pirates. So I remember the Pirates of the Caribbean phase. We, we still go crazy when those movies come out and that's super exciting. And One Piece is totally different from that. It's not at all like a Pirates of the Caribbean. It's more, maybe it is though in some ways. It's kind of like the journey aspect, the fun adventure. But it's got this like zany thrill that nothing else has. It's such like a charm and uh, I, I want to say it's goofy, but goofy is probably not the right word. I, I mean, there's so no other there. manga or anime like it either. So it's so distinct. It's no surprise. Yeah, yeah. It's so distinct what it is. And it's, it's self-aware. It understands what it is. So, uh, I mean, some of the acting, you could probably take it or leave it. It depends on how you look at it. I think that's kind of how you have to go into this, which we'll talk about that a little bit too. But Julie, as far as someone who doesn't like anime, do you think this will be something they'll grab onto? Do you think fans will enjoy this? Cause I mean, if we're looking at social media, it seems like people are liking it's, it a lot. It seems like everybody's watching, maybe not everybody, but a lot of people are watching it who had no previous connection to the anime, the manga, or at anime at all. Um, so I think, yeah, I don't think you need to like anime to watch the show. Again, I like anime. I, I don't like watch it all the time. Right. Um, and I really, really enjoyed the show. Um, and the stuff that they were able to get away with in the translation i think it's just amazing and even like you said i feel like this is itching like that pirate need that we've been wanting in pop culture for a while um i remember when i think like the last trailer for this dropped um the trailer for the new season of our flag means death also dropped which is another pirate based show and I'm like, oh, it's the season yeah. of the pirates 
Um, Cause yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean was such a cultural phenomenon for years. Um, so to be able to like, you know, sail the high seas again with some zany characters was definitely fun. And what I loved about the show too, is we have all of these different pirate crews and they are so unique stylistically in their own way. And, but it still just fits in this world. Like you have this hot pink pirate ship with hearts and stuff like that all over the place. And then a circus themed one. And then the cats or the black cats, like it was just so cool. Um, So I'm really excited to see, you know, as we continue forward, you know, the different crews that they're going to encounter. I want to talk about one thing. So there's an interview with Achira Oda, who's the creator of One Piece. And if anyone knows the history of One Piece, it's it's been in developmental hell for a while. There, there's been a live action talk where they were trying to work on this years and years ago, and um, it didn't work out. And Achira Oda is very connected to the source material. As a creator, he's very, he's latched on. Okay. I mean, a lot of people usually sell the rights to their their series and that's the end of it. They'll make it into whatever abomination they want. And that, that's the end of it. He's like, no, this is his magnum opus. He wants it to be perfect when it comes out. And his direct supervision, I think, has a lot to do with this because there's also a, you know, a, an interview with the director. Um, he's one of the creators, uh, Stephen Medea. It was on a, it was on a Twitter forum. I read it, and he uh, he posted a long article just talking about what they're trying to do when adapting One Piece. And there's a couple of things that really struck me, and I think this is why this show is so incredibly successful. The first thing is the world. The world is the most one of the most important things about this show. And they went above and beyond, in my opinion, with what you normally do with a TV show. Uh, For the most part, I would say about 90 percent of everything you're seeing is real as far as the ships, the settings. uh, Everything is actually physically there. And that's incredibly impressive to me. Uh, The uh, the Bariati, the the ship where they meet Sanji, uh, they built that ship. They, They built that outside deck where they're all hanging out in the inside where they're the dining area uh luffy's the the, uh, the go mary they actually built like the whole front of the ship and I, like those sets are there and that adds so much weight to this world where these people are actually interacting interacting on something right they're they're not on like some green screen cgi place going oh no look what's coming and you know, it actually adds a lot of weight and depth i think to this world and the other thing that i thought was interesting is achira oda said he was open to changing some of the characters to some extent but they have to still have the essence of those characters. Like maybe they don't have to necessarily look like them, but as long as they maintain the essence of how I wrote those characters and what they're meant to be, people will latch on to them. And by God, they do. Cause I think I like every single one of these characters. And, and I will say arguably to some extent, I think they've improved upon some of them. Uh, Usopp, I thought is incredibly annoying. And I do like Usopp. I do. I like Usopp later down the line when he gets a little more courage and he becomes, you know, more interesting. Uh, but they tone down like the cowardliness. Like he's still a coward though. He still retains the essence of like, Oh, I'm not going to fight you. And he like the, the end of the series, he's running away from the fishman. He's running away from him in the forest and he like accidentally kind of beats him. That's funny, but they, it's less annoying. Right. I, I think there's, there's something to be said there. And Sanji, for example, Sanji is the ladies man who's gushing over every single girl nonstop. And it's really annoying to some extent in the anime, the live action. He has a charm more about him, right? He's more like just trying to like, he's, he's like failure at flirting with Nami. Like he's constantly like flirting with Nami here and there in the ship, but it's not all the time where it's incessant. It's like just enough to like, we understand the character and that's, what's done really well. Like they take these mannerisms of the characters and, turn them down a little bit where they still they're still those characters but they work in the context of live action uh what did you think of that adam because I, I saw you nodding your head a couple of with some of the changes like with Usopp and stuff like that 
Yeah, if anything, it 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 humanizes them more because you know, so. absolutely because these characters they've all been so animated, I guess you know, right. for lack of a better word. <laughs> um, but now it just adds like these could be real, you know, people put into these situations. Right, and I think a lot of that too is like Luffy as a character. If you look at him as from from the context of you're just reading the manga, right, for the most part, and I'm talking about these early chapters. Let's not talk about the future and stuff like that. The early chapters, he's really just the guy who yells a lot and is like kind of stupid almost to some extent and accidentally falls into everything. In the show, they they take a much better approach to Luffy, making him more likable and more like kind of like just optimistic and kind of like that. Like yeah, it could be a little cringy at times where he's just like yelling at the top of his lungs, like oh I'll do this. For you like stuff like that but at the same time i think that that work they're still humanizing the character kind of like what adam said like we're kind of seeing some of his backstory and we're seeing a little bit more of like why he wants to be the pirate king and i think they do a better job at that what do you think julie do you think they added a little more dimension to the character there absolutely um yeah the op the pure optimism inside of luffy is just great and it's like almost borderline naivety um, and I just think too, when they're at the restaurant, they order this big meal and it's time to pay up. And he writes like, you know, IOU on it or whatever. Right. Like, what the hell, man? You got to pay this. He goes, I will. Once I get all my treasure, I'm going to be king of the pirates and we'll be settled. No big deal. Like, it just doesn't even face him because he has no doubt in his mind that he will accomplish his goal. Um, and it's just, it's so sweet. Um, even down to him, like ordering a glass of milk in the restaurant. I just... I love his character. Um, yeah, can he be a, almost borderline, like too optimistic at times? Sure, but again, at the end of the day, that's just who he is. Um, and it really, it does humanize him, especially seeing his background and where he came from and his compassion towards others. Like, Because at, at the end of the day, yes, he has these goals for himself, but he knows he's not going to get there without his friends. And he truly sees them as friends. Right. Even when Nami has her, you know, betrayal, I guess that's, uh, yeah, it's it a betrayal. Yeah, she betrays okay. that. Well, I just don't even know if we're going spoiler out. Like, fine. at yeah. the end of the day, it it doesn't matter. He's going to help her whether she joins them again or not, because he cares about her as a person on a human level. Right. Um, so I thought that that was really great, and I like how we did get um, pretty much like one episode where it at least flashed back to each uh, member of the crew's backstory. So you can learn more about them and know why they are the way they are. Um, yeah. So I think that was really successful. What'd you think of that, Adam? I thought the delivery for backstory was really excellent here. Uh, and I feel like that's a hard thing to do, especially when you have at least you have five characters. You have to kind of delve into the backstories a little bit. Uh, we get these like really excellent snippets of their development. And I never at all felt like like I've like we've watched some other shows on this channel. I've never I always felt like the, the pace was continuing to go. What did you think of that? It's so crazy seeing it done so well Successful. because, yeah. yeah, like we've been suffering for so long with so many other shows and movies that we watch where we're just given no context to anything. But this one was able to handle it so well with five different characters. And it's like quick. it's amazing. Yes. Yeah. And it's yeah. not like it's not overindulgent. It's not trying to like just make up for time. It's really giving you 
this is the character like Zoro. This is exactly why he is the way he is, why he wants mm-hmm. to be the best swordsman. Boom, 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 done. You clearly understand it. Maybe it's a little simple, sure, but that's okay. It, it makes sense because you it's what you're doing with the character afterwards that's so interesting. It was it's honestly like in comparison, that's all I really needed. Right. Like to keep on going, especially with, you know, the massive amount of monster that One Piece is right now. Like I'm okay with just knowing this because there's so many more things we have to get to that I'm looking more forward to seeing. Right. And they don't give you everything. Uh, right. I think they give you just enough to like where you're endeared to the character. Like Oda really knows how to write character origin stories to where you, you're sympathetic to all these characters and you kind of want them to succeed, especially together. And it leaves the door open for the future for other interactions to happen later. Cause we don't know necessarily everything about the character, but we know just enough for us to be engaged and want to see them continue. And the way it was done, too, was just so masterful because it wasn't like it was a whole episode of right. their backstory. It was intercut with something that was happening at the same time that was able to connect you to what was happening. Um, because I feel like in any other media, like we talked about that, when we were like, oh, here's the flashback episode, and then it just grinds the pacing to a halt. Um, where this, it just kept the story moving forward. And yes. even Luffy... Like we got his backstory probably over a couple different episodes because it mattered, you know, it had to align with the story. Like we got a lot in the Sanji episode. We got more backstory with Luffy too to really see the parallels between those characters. And that's masterful too. That's, yeah, that's, that's was not something so that's well done in the manga at all. And that's masterful that's done here. Right. And it goes back to what Adam said too about humanizing them because then you can see not only more about that character, but how they can connect to another person of the crew or to that. So it was just so well thought out, so purposely done. Um, so I can, and without sacrificing pacing. Right. And I, I know there's been some contention with some of the way the story has been written. Um, uh, there's the, the one piece bloat has always been a uh, discussion among fans. I know in the fan base where the anime stretches things out for a very long time, even more so than the manga and the manga even has some things that are maybe a little too stretched out, even for Oda. I feel like this show does a really good job of just condensing what I need to know and not making me feel intimidated by what I'm trying, what I'm witnessing on screen, where I think uh, just ingesting one piece in general can sometimes be a little bit of a, a little bit of a burden on people, a little bit intimidating because there is a lot there, but the, the show does an excellent job just, in, you know, you know, introducing us to this world and, Again, what they're able to do here, I think it's just really fantastic. This is really just excellent script writing. Uh, now, Adam, how familiar? I know you watched a little bit of One Piece to some extent. Uh, there were some changes that were made as far as introducing other characters earlier on. Uh, but I have to tell you, I think this it did a really good job, again, keeping that momentum going because we had... The Marines became much more of a um, a nuisance to the the Straw Hat Pirates at this point, and they're kind of introduced early on and were introduced to a backstory with... Uh, uh, who General Garp is, who we don't meet, I think, until like chapter 100 and some odd crazy, like something later. And even then it's not revealed who he actually is. But I think by taking these points and introducing them early, again, they're not changing anything, but I think they're enhancing the story. What, what do you think of that, Adam? Because I think that's the correct way to adapt something, not necessarily changing it, but adapting it slightly differently, if that makes any sense. I guess in comparison to how like, the anime and the manga, they've all, you know, already been written. They were kind of going, they didn't have anything to go off of. Right. At least with this, now we can kind of be like, okay, now with this character, I know he's going to show up again. Let me, mm-hmm. let's put him in here, you know, sprinkle him here now. 
and it just enhances everything. I think it really just enhances the entire experience. I think. Yeah. And I think a lot of it too. And I think you'll agree too. A lot of it has to just understanding the source material. Cause again, nothing is really right. changed. I, I would argue. I think even if I'm looking at the manga, I mean, there's some things that are omitted or slightly readjusted, but it's for right. the betterment of the show. Nothing felt like it was a hindrance to anything that they were trying to do here. No. Yep. Agreed. Totally agree. Yeah. And again, you know, I won't get too into it because I think a lot of people who are watching One Piece, I hate to say a lot of them maybe aren't actually fans of the anime or the manga. I think a lot of casuals will just be kind of flipping through Netflix, seeing it up there and being like, what the hell is this? And watching it. And uh, that's kind of the, the audience that they're just trying to introduce to. Uh, it's just a shame sometimes because some of the discourse I've seen online is just it's so toxic with the anime fans and, you know, just casual fans. Let, let people enjoy something new. You know, this is something new to them. Let them have a good time and enjoy it. You don't have to be uh, so gatekeeping, if you will. Uh, this just, sorry, my own little banter there on the side. Uh, but Going into some of the visuals here, I think it's crazy how some of this really works in the context of the show. Uh, you have a man that carries a sword in his mouth and fights with two other swords, but it looks completely natural in this world. Uh, you have them yelling out their finishers, which I, the show does cleverly address, I think, it's, uh, at some point. Luffy's like, oh yeah, all great guys, you yell out their finishing moves, and then you have Sanji doing it later mm -hmm. on in the series when he's kicking somebody. Uh, the show has such they a clever... Those, no, they don't. Yeah, so I was like, no, they don't. And the show has such a clever self-awareness to it. I, I really do think they do a really good job with that, and I think that's what's going to entertain a lot of people, because again, it does look ridiculous, like, uh, especially Zara I think for the most part is one of the harder characters. Uh, you would think he looks the craziest, right? Because he's got a sword in his mouth and he's fighting with two different swords, but it completely makes sense within the world. I, I think it really does. Especially when he fights Mihawk later on. Uh, that's such an anime scene with them fighting. And uh, Mihawk has like a little dagger and he's like, Oh, you don't hunt. Uh, was it guppies with a, like a, the giant sword, whatever he says, he has some kind of cool. Something. Yeah. Something crazy, whatever it is, but he ends up fighting him. Like that's so anime. And you have Mihawk like slicing a ship in half and stuff like that. Like that's anime, but it makes sense within this world. And I think that again, I can't stretch to you how much of an accomplishment that is. Um, the main thing I guess we could talk about is some of the CG. Now, the one thing I think they did here, the one thing in one piece that they did here is um, the cinematography is really on point for me. Uh, I think it, it can be a little nauseating sometimes. And what I mean by that is there's a lot of like very close ups to the camera. So like you could be sitting there and then Luffy's face is like right in your face for like a long shot of the time. And they do do that a lot. Uh, Adam, what did you think of that style? Did, did you like that? Do you think it was a little... I, it's, I'm trying to find how I, my relationships with a kind of hit or miss a little bit at times. I don't know. It's like they were trying to give it that animated feel like to a, it. Like a, you know, like a manga, a manga panel, for example. Yes. Like, yes. I don't think it was very necessary. Uh, especially, I guess if we're trying to draw a line between how things or, you know, I guess animated and not. Right. Um, I don't know. Those are right, though. It's I, I do agree. It can it became a little like overbearing at some points. I kind of like wanted maybe a little pullback at certain yeah, areas. Like pull it back a little bit. Let me let me see yeah. a little more of the actor there. Like, yeah, I'm exactly. Down. But yeah. But again, then I, I say that. But then at the same time, I look at it and I reflect back and I'm like, oh, well, they're the momentum's still going so well when you're doing this style because they are conversating back and forth just within a panel like that. And I it does work to some extent. So again, I guess I find myself just kind of like my, my film critic brain is like, that's bad. You should stop doing that. But the entertainment portion of me is like, okay, I, I think you're onto something there. Uh, what did you think of that, Julie? Did you like that, that style, that frantic kind of zoom in style of uh, shooting the characters? 
I think it they were trying to replicate like the quick the quickness of animation at times. Um, and I think the did the super close ups bother me? Not really. I mean, sometimes it kind of take me out of what was happening, maybe. Um, but overall, I wouldn't say it was too bothersome. Um, I actually really appreciate some of the camera work they were able to do because, again, Luffy can stretch his limbs, um, but it's a lot to do that all the time. So I feel like they were really um, clever in the ways that they were able to do, like, really actually wide shots. And uh, they did some some movie magic where his limbs did look, you know, almost slightly longer than your average person. Right. Um, yeah, and the, the choreography was masterfully yes. filmed. Um, I was, yeah, really impressed with that. Um, even um, how they filmed some of the settings too, like the sea towns and the ships. Like, yeah, I mean, I can get over the quick, you know, the zoom in, but I think that's what they were trying to replicate because I'm sure even, you know, panels in the manga, you get a quick up close of a character and then you cut, but it's more jarring when it's on. Um, you know, camera. Yeah, I think the the biggest one of the biggest hurdles I always felt like in this show would be the main character Luffy himself. I think is is a major hurdle of a character to get over is you have a man who's made of rubber, and the show it it does something which where he's sometimes he's just fighting casually, and there's points where I'm like, well, why isn't he using more of his like rubber abilities, right? Why isn't he stretching and hitting this character, or being a little, a little more like, you know, like going ahead and grabbing someone or something? Did you ever feel that, Adam? Because I felt like that a, f- a few times. But I, again, I understand why they had to do that. Yeah, it's like, I mean, I know what he can do. It's like, so why isn't he doing it? <laughs> right. And I guess you can argue like it's early on in the adventure. Maybe he doesn't have all that experience and everything Maybe. like that. Maybe. But. At the same time, you know, they, they did what they could do what they could do, right? I mean, they, they tried to hit like the, the greatest hits of Luffy, uh, you know, the gum gum bell where he does the headbutt and, you know, the gum gum pistol, which is his like big move where he punches people. Um, even, even the end, you know, I, there were there were some points where I felt like I want a little more oomph out of some of the rubber abilities. And maybe we'll get that more when we get into the, the next seasons of the show, which it is renewed for those out there. In case you're curious, it was officially confirmed. Uh, I, I want a little more impact behind some of those moves. And that was one of my critiques, I think, with the final fight where it's uh, Luffy versus Arlong. And I thought the fight was fine. I wish it went on a little bit longer in the manga. It's like this big like brawl that him and Arlong have. And it felt like a snapshot, which I guess, unfortunately, is part of like the way this the show has its pacing going a little bit where I want a little more like a little more of a struggle fighting him and a little more like aggressiveness. Like when Luffy does like the gum gum Gatling and he's like throwing all these fists at Arlong. It just didn't look that impactful. Did, did any of you guys feel that way with some of it? Or like even like the fall of Arlong Park? Like it was kind of just like, okay, you know, I, I felt like I wanted something a little more destructive. I guess it was just the time building to it. Cause again, they're, they're going to have to condense because this is a massive piece of work. Um, so we're in the anime and the manga. I think there's more time spent in Arlong Park um, mm-hmm. and you know, yeah. the fall of Arlong. Um, but it didn't bother me too much. I, I felt like it was a good enough fight. There was the rage behind Luffy that I think, you know, I don't know. I, I guess I understood where, where they were going with it and, you know, what we were, what we could have gotten, right. I, I guess, cause I have watched that, you know, that, uh, that arc. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I guess understanding the limitations cause you know, I, you can only do so much. Right, um, and I and I wanted action. to and I wanted to look like it does in this show, 
right? I don't right. want it to be an overall CGI mess of nonsense going on. Right. Where why didn't you just animate it to begin with? You know, I want to see what they can do with live action, and uh, you know that goes for a lot of the show. Like I said, I talked about the sets all being practical. Uh, the makeup work is fantastic in this too. Uh, yeah, the fishmen look creepy as hell. Yeah, yeah, they they do. Okay, but you know what? They're fishmen. What did you expect them to look like? Uh, Arlong looks perfect in, in a weird way at first i was a little hesitant about his design uh, but then when i saw him and why they decided to like make his nose look more like a saw blade versus uh you know how he kind of looks in the manga and the anime uh, it made sense to me you know they actually went off a genetic species of the sawfish and made him look that way uh no expense was kind of spared with the detail in the show i think the details are very important to oda and you could tell that he, nothing was passed unless he approved it and I, I just I, I'm really mesmerized by a lot of what the show was able to do. Uh, even it's a character int- introductions. I really enjoyed the way they do it. They would have a wanted poster kind of fly up and then we would be introduced to like the next big bad guy. Uh, one of the bigger characters, and I know Julie's favorite character, uh, Buggy the Clown, kind of got redeemed a lot by a lot of fans. Because uh, as someone who's read the manga and seen the anime, I was never really a huge fan of Buggy. And uh, I kind of get it. He's, he's kind of cool now, and he's really funny, and they did a really good job. Uh, you could tell the actor playing him, he, he did an exceptional job. Like, he really embodied that character. Uh, I heard he went to his, he was the only actor who went to, like, the audition wearing makeup actually to be buggy the clown and they like fell in love with him when he showed up uh but even his character he's he's a chop chop man that's ridiculous when you really think about it like a man who gets cut up into pieces and he could put himself back together and rearrange his body parts and he just throws his body parts at you as like his attack it's so stupid but again when i'm watching this show i think it did a really good job and uh again condensing even those arc like adam said like I'm aware of some of the deeper stuff that happened in that town. Uh, but the, but the fun part is even though they don't tell you everything that happens in like the original manga, like they don't adapt it straightforward. If you're interested enough, you can go back and read the manga and then enjoy some of those extra details that maybe were missed out in live action. Cause what they focus on are the most important parts of the show. And I think, again, that is why it is so incredibly successful. Um, not just that, everyone's perfectly cast. Um, Adam, did you have, who was your favorite casting? Do you think in the show, if you could pick one person? I think, uh, I would say it's uh, gotta be between either Luffy or Zoro. Yeah. I, I think they both did a phenomenal job, honestly. Yeah. And Aki that... Godoy, he really just, um, he really embodies Luffy. And I know Achira Oda, there's like a famous thing that Netflix put out recently. It's become very popular where uh, he's like crying when he met him. And he was like, you are Luffy. You're the, you're the person I create. Like you're, you're him. Like you're literally him. And I get that. I get that a hundred percent. Cause he definitely embodies the spirit of Luffy to a, a perfect degree. And then, um, Mackinu, I think that's how you say his name. Uh, he's the actor that plays Zoro. Uh, funny enough, he's actually like, an actor that's been in a lot of anime adaptations. And I was kind of looking up, I'm like, where have I seen you before? Uh, he was in full metal alchemist. He played scar for those who know, uh, and two, two movies of that. That's impressive. Uh, he was in the Ravoni Kenshin series. He played Kenshin's brother-in-law, um, Knights of the Zodiac. Uh, I think he was also in one of the Jojo live action movies. Like he's no, he's not shy to the anime adaptations, but, uh, here he did a phenomenal job. And I, again, I got to give him credit. I, I think he really, nailed the stuff with the choreography which i don't know maybe that was just his uh, personal experience from some of his other uh, work that he's done but he did a really phenomenal job with that choreography uh julie how about you what was like your favorite actor if you had to pick one besides buggy the clown which i already knew you're gonna say besides buggy who's better than him um 
It would be Buggy, then Zorro, um, and then probably Luffy for sure. Because um, Luffy's the heart of the show. You can't go past that. But I really did like Zorro. I like his interactions with Luffy. Um, and then later on, his um, back and forth with Sanji was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and actually, you know what? Usopp as well. Yeah. Um, I love hearing him, you know, re retell the events of a previous episode, but, you know, highlighting him as the hero. Um, so that was always fun um, where, you know, he's usually just hiding behind someone the whole time. Um, so he was a really fun character. Yeah. And then that's what I have to talk about. Like, those are some of the changes too. like Usopp. They changed his character and then they got rid of his nose. I know people were very disappointed, but uh, I dare you to look up live action Usopp nose. And you tell me that how that would have worked in live action. Cause it's incredibly disturbing. If you see a long nose Usopp in live action, uh, no one wants that. Okay. So if you do want that, I'm sorry, you're wrong. There's, there's no way. Uh, but the casting of the show is perfect. Like everybody that they cast is literally that character. Like they really spared like no expense with like finding the right actors. Uh, I had one of my favorite ones, which wasn't even a main character was a uh, chef Zeph. I thought was really well cast. Like he literally looked, looked like he walked out of the manga panel, that guy. Like he really was like Zeph. And I thought that was great. And even his interactions with like uh, Sanji and everything like that. Again, the show is just phenomenal. I know we're gloating about it, but uh, I, I can't recommend it to you enough. So with all that being said, I think we're ready to give it our final scores, guys. I'm going to give One Piece season one a 9.8 out of 10. Gum, gum! Win! Gum gum whip. Yeah. All great fighters call out their finishing moves. No, they don't. This is probably the best anime adaptation I have ever seen, if not very close to some of the, the better ones I can think of. I mean, the only other one that really comes to mind immediately, uh, I did enjoy the Alita Battle Angel movie. That That's another discussion here. But uh, I won't even say that was like a perfect adaptation. That was something kind of different entirely too but this if you're looking at something that loves its source material respects its source material but gives you something for everyone to engage in one piece is it it's it's fun it's a great time if you don't like anime i don't know if that'll change your mind but i think you're gonna have a good time with this show it's just so much it's full of so much fun and excitement and i i had a really good time and again it's made me a one piece fan kind of all over again. You know, I fell out of love with it a little bit while ago and now I'm kind of back into it and I, I can't wait to see the next adventures of the Straw Hats. Uh, this is a good time. You guys really shouldn't miss this. I mean, it's it's worth a binge. You're going to want to binge it after the first episode. I, I can kind of promise you that. Adam, how about you? What do you think on this one? I'm going to give One Piece season one a 9.8 as well. I think the everything that it does for, you know, everybody really, the, mm -hmm. the anime and the manga lovers and the people that don't really like that, it just does so much for everything. And then the fact that it's just such a, a an entry, a gateway into getting into One Piece, 
you know the monster that it is it's just it's so good it's very well done and it's funny because i think this finally justifies how popular one piece is in japan because when you go to japan one piece one piece is incredibly popular over there it's been more popular than any of the bigger anime like dragon ball and Mm -hmm. all them one piece has been number one for a very long time i think the only thing that dethroned it recently i think was demon slayer was probably the closest thing uh but and that was only for a limited time and then one piece just shoots right back up after the demon slayer's done so one piece has been around and it's been so popular but this kind of show really enforces why it's so good it really is an endearing journey like it's kind of its own odyssey of pirate adventure again i just think it's incredibly well done uh there's so much discussion you can have and as much discussion as you want if you want to have an in-depth discussion about character relationships go for it if you just want to see a rubber guy punch somebody in the face have fun i think there's a lot there to be had absolutely julie how about you? What do you think of this one? I'm going to be giving One Piece Season 1 a 9.8 out of 10 as well. Well, that's my map. I'm going to get it back. No matter who I have to kill. (laughs) Having very minimal uh, background with the manga and the anime, I was able to jump right into this and enjoy it um, thoroughly. Um, I'm looking forward to our next adventures on the high seas with them. Um, and I, I just want more, um, and the world that they were able to create, you know, that was an animation into live action is just astounding. Um, so I'm, I'm hopeful that come award season, they get some kind of production design costume, anything in those areas they need to be getting. Um, so I'm very excited to see where we go from here. I'd even recommend something in like the screenwriting adaptation department yeah. for this because I think it really should not be underestimated how well they were able to translate this story. And I think that was, again, besides the visuals being the obvious giant hurdle, uh, the story itself is a hurdle itself to make this digestible for fans to enjoy without having to invest your whole life and soul into it to understand what's going on. And they, they did a phenomenal job with it. One piece, uh, you know, I'm so glad it got renewed. I was so nervous. Nervous. You never know what the way things are, especially with Netflix, what they approve, what they don't approve. You know, I didn't know what was going to happen. And, uh, you know, the story to come is even more interesting with some of the other crewmates we're going to meet and how they're going to adapt said crewmates into the show. Because uh, honestly, at this point, it's been very tame with what they were able to adapt. But uh, some of the other ones are going to be a little more complicated. And I, I can't wait to see what they do, because, again, if, if you're a, a hardcore manga fan or a hardcore anime fan, uh, this is just another way to enjoy One Piece. And this is how it should be viewed. It doesn't have to be the by all definitive edition, because I don't even know. I don't think the anime is really either. I mean, really, the manga is, I guess, if you're really looking at what is the definitive quote-unquote version. Uh, But again, this is just another way for people to enjoy it. So have a good time with it. Eat good, people. We got some good anime. It's it's, it's finally happened. Everyone else, you're on notice now. I I don't know. I mean, other anime shows, you're going to have a really, really uh, high ceiling to kind of get to because uh, One Piece did it, and uh, you're always going to be compared to that now. So I kind of feel bad for other creators. Uh, Good luck with that, but, you know, work harder. But... Well, let's know what you guys think. What was your favorite 
uh, moment in One Piece? Did you guys have a favorite moment, favorite episode? Uh, who's your favorite character? How much do you love Buggy the Clown on a scale of 1 to 10? Julie's like an 11 over there, obviously. <laughs> 12 yeah, 12 <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, just let, let us know what you think. Uh, what are you excited for in the next upcoming seasons? Uh, I know they said there's at least six seasons potentially planned, but they could probably go a potential 12. That's a lot of show, but uh, I'm I'm hyped for it. I'm all in for it. Just make sure they complete it before I die. That that's all I ask. I'd like to like you know enjoy the whole series because you know we got got a few more years to go. So I, I got to make sure we get there. But again, let me know what you guys think. We loved One Piece here. Uh, my name is Kevin. That's Adam and Julie. We are your real movie guys. Real guys. Real movies. Real thoughts. We'll catch you next time. If you guys like what you've seen here today, consider giving this video a like and leaving your thoughts in the comments below. If you want to stay up to date with everything Real Movie Guys related, make sure to hit that subscribe button and check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And don't forget all you audio listeners at home, we are available on many podcasting platforms. Just search The Real Movie Guys, you should pop right up. Thank you again all so much for joining us on this episode of The Real Review. We are The Real Movie Guys. Real guys, real movies, real thoughts. Catch you next time.